tap your fingers. Oh, you're tapping your fingers, yeah. Uh, can you hear? Oh, it's, it's a pen. I'm a, oh. I'm a fiddler, sorry. Bad fiddler. That's okay. I'll All right. Welcome back to episode three of the Physio... Ma- no. <laughs> the Friday Physio Confession podcast. Are you moonlighting as Jack Chu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, that would have been great then. Physio Matters podcast <laughs> would mean it. But no, either way, it's not Physio Matters. That's also a great podcast. Really recommend that one. And unfortunately, my usual co-host, Matt Del Brocco, the honest physio, has called in sick. He has the man flu, or no, he's got he's got COVID, and he's he told me he was barking. I think he meant he was coughing, but who knew? And I went out to cure uh interim. What's it called? Substitute yeah, interim, yeah, substitute. You know, you yeah. found somebody on the street corner, and you know there was no one else available. So yeah, I'm I in. sent out a message. Who can who can do it? And <laughs> lo and behold, Mister Alistair Beverly himself said, "Yeah, I can do it." You know, he does every type of podcast and <laughs> doesn't talk about that at all. If there's a chance it's... to get on a podcast, you know, I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Stepping I, on love, I love the sound of my voice. But it's a nice voice, to be honest. <laughs> Thank it's you. Good. It's like, uh, yeah, I can, I can listen. I can, I can listen to you read a book or something. I think. <laughs> yeah, I do believe I can. Yeah. Thanks. Like, I'm, I'm... It would not be Stephen Fry reading Harry Potter, but it would no, still be no. quality. The next physio to move into there has got to be Joe Turner, who moves into storytelling. I keep telling mm. her that she's got a Definitely. voice for storytelling. Oh, oh, I love Georgiana. She's a great woman. <laughs> but been on, either been way, on her podcast, haven't we? You know as well. So get on them. <laughs> yeah, we have both of us. <laughs> no brag. No. How brag. many times have you been, Ellie? I don't know. Actually, I think once. <laughs> Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. How many times have you been on, Martin? Three. Three. Mm. <laughs> she loves me more than you. I'm cooler. Listen, we've got this like sibling rivalry thing going on, haven't we, around all yeah. sorts of areas of physical social media, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's let's not let it creep over into this. Oh yeah, we should, we should, we should. <laughs> so, so uh, I can't believe that, Alistair, you have the whole thing. I've been to one of your webinars and I loved it, and you. you write a lot of blogs and you do a lot of good stuff within your field, learning disability field. And, but still being cool and smart and semi handsome dude, bloke as you are. How do you, how many followers do you have on Twitter? I, I think I like to consider the more connoisseurs than, 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 you know, followers, you know, it's more of a, a community that we're forging here rather than a dictatorship. So Martin, I, mm, I consider myself, mm. um, you know, to, it doesn't matter really. It doesn't matter. Okay. So <laughs> just give us a, give us a ballpark figure. Then. Oh, I, honestly, I, um, only because I've checked because to keep trying to keep up with you, I'm about 2,400, I think. So a, a really, really good amount of people. And I love yeah. every single one of them for paying attention yeah. and yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to the crap that I've got to say. So and, and you, you just, 
Yeah, of course I follow you. Yeah, yeah. How to give something to the dogs? But <laughs> but could you just check for the audience how many <laughs> I have? My internet's just gone down. Actually, mm. that doesn't work because I'm still on the podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, more than I have. By how much? I, I, I do you know what? I think I think you're muted right now. Just try and find you. Mm. Two thousand eight hundred and something. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Two thousand eight hundred and twenty-one, according to the Twitter. Yeah. So, there, so don't uh, keep kicking uh <laughs> injured horse, right? So, are you ready to confess your failures to the forefather of failures? Failures. Sorry, failures. Failies. Failures. I, I, I certainly am, um, and I think you know social media is a, is a great way to to get messages out there but doesn't always portray the true nature of what we do and, and i think that that is that there's a lot of uncertainty and in, inherent in, in everything that physios do so so yeah i've got failures and stories of failures and confessions number one confession i should say the forefather of mm. failures is that um i haven't actually listened to episode two of this yet that's my first confession. Okay, <laughs> so. that was all for episode three of the Friday Confession <laughs> Podcast. We'll be back next week with a more interesting guest. <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay. That's okay. All right. A busy week. Busy week. I apologize. <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> I have you. I have you on WhatsApp. I know you haven't been busy. <laughs> Very busy. So so, where do you want me to begin? Uh, with a, with a confession, a proper confession. Yeah, hit us a bit of confession then. Yeah, do it. I think my confession, and, and I don't mind saying this, is that I still have so much uncertainty and almost fear in every single new assessment that I have that what am I going to encounter? Am I going to know my stuff? Um, is this person going to be too complex? And probably most importantly, it all comes around to can I help this person? Am I the right person to help this person? What if I'm not? What does that mean about me? So it sort of comes down to my own insecurities that I'm trying to compensate for with a massive Twitter following that's failing quite badly <laughs> in comparison to you. <laughs> but I think so, I think gone. Yeah. So you're saying that even now, after all these years, hmm? because you're like so much older than me, <laughs> you're still having this feeling. Yeah, I've been a physio now for what eleven and a half. 12, 12 years, 12 years. And, and I had a new assessment yesterday, uh, for a new, for a new person. And at the start of it, I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God. I, am I going to know that? Like even after all these, you know, years of working with people and doing it to somewhat of a decent level, I think, you know, I've, I've not been struck off yet. So I take that as a positive sign. Um, that, yeah, I still, you know, shit a brick for want of a better phrase each time. Um, that I don't know. I'm not going to know what I'm doing. It's far too complex. I haven't got a portable scanner, which is apparently what everyone needs. Um, yeah. And you know, I, am I going to be good enough? That that sort of imposter syndrome still runs deep. Yeah. Oh, you're um, afraid that I f I find that myself. I'm I'm afraid of missing that. You know, the big red dot. Yeah, you still have that. Oh yeah, missing missing big red flags or you know anything like that. You know, just the, yeah, there's that coming back to that imposter syndrome of feeling like you're going to be found out. And yeah, no, I probably go over 
my red flag questions and um, then probably go over them again in another way yeah. just to make sure that I've dotted the I's, but there's still a bit of me at the end of the session. It's like, oh, my God, you know. I had one patient, for example, chronic low, uh, not, low back pain for a couple of months, bless him, and early in my career, I was struggling with, with mobility, saw him four or five sessions turned out he had a kidney stone um that's a nice one <laughs> so i've been seeing him for a while trying to work on his mobility doing doing all the things that we do for low back pain you know moving what have you and um yeah i saw him i saw him randomly in passing sometime in, in town or somewhere um like a year or so later and he was like oh do you know what it turned out to be i had a kidney stone and i was just like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah oh dear. yeah yeah but did, that, did he did he blame you or, or no no to be honest you... yeah so I, I was like ready to get down on my knees and beg for mercy and apologies and he yeah. was just like oh yeah you know just one of them things you know you yeah he did, didn't he, he was fine absolutely fine about it now i know that maybe yeah. not everybody would have done um Shit. yeah i think <laughs> i have a I, I can beat you to that go on i think i don't, I don't know if, I, if i'm i have spoken of this before but i think i tweeted once uh, uh, I met this dude, I had uh, shoulder pain, and the history was full of of, of increased workload, uh, no sleep, uh, long hours, and every test I had available and every screening I had, had available told me it was you know subacromial pain, just shoulder pain, and I tried to rehab it you know as we do, uh, and. Mm. Uh, and it just didn't go well at all. It was trying for a couple of weeks and, and, and still nothing and no change at all. And it was strange pain pattern. But anyway, you know, just stay, uh, stay with the game. Uh, and, and suddenly this man calls me from the hospital. And he says, yeah, I had a blood clot in my lungs. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh. like... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the shoulder pain is all gone now. I just thought you would like no. <laughs> and he's sort of like, yeah, I, I do want to know, but also don't want to know. It's one of those yeah, situations, like, isn't it? <laughs> you ruined my day now. <laughs> just are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Then fuck off. And no. and does that does that for you still play into your your thinking when you're seeing new patients? Because like it does well, for me that that, that yeah. patient does for me. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of, uh, I don't ignore other signs that much as I did. Even if, you know, it, it, it looks so blatantly clear. But if I have a person uh, in front of me that it's is obviously unhealthy, smokes, drinks, and have obesity or whatever, I would like to address those things more than I would before. Even if the case seems so clear cut. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it changed the way I, the way I work, definitely. So I think, I think, and I think, you know, you, you, I do remember one of your um, podcasts that you did do with Joe, um, Clang, um, <laughs> and I think, I think Flick was on there, Felicity Thau, mm. um, and um, you were talking about learning from those failures, you know, and yeah. and I think, you know, experiencing failures is something that we don't put on on Fridays, uh, sorry, on, on social media. And I think, you know, your, your Friday physio confession was, was a bit of breath of fresh air for bringing out the human side of us all, because yes, yeah. we're professionals, 
yes, we're trained, um, but we are human. Yeah. And, and we do make mistakes. And people who post case studies on the internet post things retrospectively. And it's yeah. like, well, of course, this, you know, this led to da 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 da. But actually in real time, it's a lot harder to to pick up on those things and and not say yeah. that's okay. But you know, if you experience those things, then know that you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and you know, Matt was talking about this in episode one because I built him uh, a bit because he puts up case studies and he made the point that uh it's res- it's in, in retrospectively re- retrospective mm-hmm. yeah and and he, he was always like this is me figuring out afterwards what could have been the issue i didn't know yep. it then and there but this was interesting for me so i kept on diving into that hole of information to get there yeah and so, and that's a big point when you read case studies on, on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, there's a whole story behind it. And, and now after talking to Matt, I kind of read case stories more like, holy shit, look what I've experienced more than I used to. I used to read them at, look how glorious I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, that probably feeds into our own insecurities there, doesn't it? Of just being like, oh my God, everyone's better than I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's always this little shitty diagnosis and you're one in a million cycle oh. thing. Honestly, I, I spent, so so I, for, for people who don't know, and if you don't know, then where the hell have you been? Because I've been on every podcast ever. Um, <laughs> I specialize in working with people with learning and intellectual disabilities. You do? Uh, and Never that, in, No, fine. That, that's about the same as every, every other MSK professional out there. Um, but I spend a lot of my time on rarediseases.info because mm. we get all sorts on there, you know, and, 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 and much as we, we try and move patients away from Dr. Google, I think that's mainly so that we can have the information first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than them coming to us with the information. Let us going, check what you read before. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but I think, and you've spoken uh, on this, especially on the webinar I was with you, uh, about this, this problem within your field of diagnostic overshadowing, mm. you know, and completely uh, let the one thing you know overshadow everything else. Yep. Similar to do what I did with the guy with the shoulder pain. Yeah. And you shoulder pain, don't know shit about blood clots in the lungs. Yeah. So I let that overshadow my, my my stuff, and and especially within your field, we experience that maybe healthcare professionals let the diagnosis, the LD stuff, yep. overshadow everything else. Yeah. So, and, and it's not just LD. You know, it happens in in elderly care. It happens yeah. in mental health services. You know, we we put down people's physical presentation to the fact that well, they've got dementia. Of course, they're going to yeah. sit there and and, and rock and and wail. When actually yeah, well, person could have, you know, something quite serious. Yeah. Or depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've talked about that quite a lot, haven't we? About, you know, sort of you and I and, yeah. you know, you. I was going to call you the cry physio there, but, you know, that, that makes it sound harsh. <laughs> Sounds harsh. Makes it sound harsh to people who don't realize that we've engaged quite a lot off social media yeah. around mental health. Um, but, yeah, no, um, Martin and I do have uh, quite a good off 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 social media relationship despite the fact that he thinks he's better than yeah. me um well i am that's not debatable at all <laughs> it's quantifiable but then again you know i still think you can you can send someone nudes back 
than you do. I feel it's like that one side of our relationship is quite one-sided. I know, and, and you are you are here wearing my clothing line as well, you know. I am, I am. Yeah, you got you got well. merchandise now, Ali. I've got merchandise, yep, that I'm absolutely honestly I'm surprised you can see me for all the money that I'm rolling in right now. Oh man. <laughs> see me rolling. Yeah. It's um oh, you don't... for everybody listening, it's it's the ldfizio.com slash shop and it's about representation rather than profit. Yeah. But I bought <laughs> myself a t shirt, I bought my wife a t shirt, and we quite liked them. I have worked out in this one, so but I had to put it on since you're the guest. So I'm I'm Thank you. happy you can't smell me right now. Thank you. Yeah. I think I think just going back to the point about that we had before yeah. about sort of patience and whatnot, and I was just thinking about you know about the overshadowing that we've had and another thing that I sort of reflect back on in my earlier career was my use of like hands on stuff. And how I've evolved away from that, you know. And, and again, um, I saw a, a family friend earlier on in my career. You know, when you become a physio, all of us know that everybody who's ever had any ache and pain ever will want you to treat them for free. And yeah. um, I, I saw this guy, family friend, for, for quite a few weeks, you're working on his back, and it was classic working on. You know, you were sort of in there, soft tissue mobilizations. You know, you're working mm. on your pivums, um, lots of hands-on stuff. And lo and behold, you know. Over a period of time, he kept coming back. He'd got um, a lateral shift um, that we were trying oh. to address. Yeah, we'll talk we about, talk about lateral shift in episode two, Ali, if you get around. Yeah. To oh, so this isn't new stuff. To that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep on rolling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, he's somebody else that I caught up with years later. And he was like, Do you know what? Actually, it was a cyclical thing, it happened in the winter. And it was when I saw him in the winter, I saw him for about three months. And then it was actually in the summer, it went away. And then actually I've taken up cycling and I've volunteered at the local um, cricket and football club. And I think that's helped my mental health and I'm feeling much better and the pain's not come back. Mm. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, do you know, from a biopsychosocial case study point of view, you know, you know, I was there thinking i'm you know say <laughs> talking trigger points you know all the all the sort of you know traditional manual therapy stuff and actually what he needed was to be physically more active mentally more engaged and to feel better about himself and, and his back pain yeah. hasn't didn't come back and again he was just another person i just sort of wanted to go back to and be like i know different now <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> then again when it's about friends and, and family you probably couldn't get that message in the yeah true sure and he didn't pay me anything actually the bastard so <laughs> so yeah you get, you get what you pay for <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, um, but the big uh, biggest problems with friends and family that we kind of naturally ignore these things we ignore yeah. the whole subjective the talking mm. through the expectation parts of of stuff and and I've continuously now stopped giving out advice because people I get messages from friends and family and just like what's your advice for this and my question is back is why why do you want it so just yeah. get them to elaborate more and I always if I get a little nudge of suspicion that it's something more behind it so I always send them send them on. Yeah. and refer them to someone I, I, I don't treat anymore. But, probably a good shout. Yeah. 
It's a bit like when you again, go on holiday. It's but, not been better to, you know, stick your elbow into a sore <laughs> ass cheek or nagging family member. <laughs> I was gonna say, is, it, is it more about the, the satisfaction of, you know, inflicting pain upon other people than actually <laughs> physical treatment? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, you know, I actually had this. Uh, you know, you always you work in private practice, and I work in private practice, mm. and you always get get these persons in that we we try to kind of compromise with, and and I always use this joke that I haven't got anyone crying today, so hopefully you will be my first, so we can do this. <laughs> I saw it's good and, on that one. Yeah, so but it always sets up this kind of conversations of why are we doing this? So I find it kind of okay to say. Uh, I, I just, I just I, if I could tell family members that I'm not a physio, I would do. Like if I go on holiday now, I just don't. People are like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, just work in healthcare. Work yeah. in healthcare. Like, because you don't need it. <laughs> I'm on holiday. You know, my husband has job. this funny wart on his back. Oh, and you just man, have a honestly, quick look around. Like round a pool when you've had six, you know, however many pints, and somebody's like, oh, my shoulder, fuck off. <laughs> I'm on holiday okay. to get away from my job. <laughs> but then again, after six, seven, eight pints, you're you're just going full on rants. <laughs> yeah. I just, Stop worrying just... about your shoulder. It's nothing. <laughs> It's not out of place. It's not going. <laughs> yeah, we're de- devolving the finer points of the biopsychosocial model over, you know, a slightly slurred speech in the middle of Falaraki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but what I really like to hear from you, Ali, as you said, we know each other outside of this podcast, and mm. you know, I'm I'm happy to be able to give another podcast on your resume. So you can have something it's more to brag my about. Panini sticker book, you know, yeah. like podcasts. You know, I take you know, every course I've been to. I take always take a selfie with the the, the lecturer, and then I shout out. Uh, this oh, is for you're my such a fan this, boy. <laughs> and I always shout out. This is for my wank bank when I take it. Thank Jesus Christ! I know. Oh dear. And my favorite reaction yet is from uh, Greg Lehman, actually. Right. Yeah, he laughed what was a lot. His reaction? Oh, he just he laughed. Yeah, he loved it. Uh, ben Cormack laughed afterwards. Meekins, not so much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, don't. I love it. And, and uh, but anyway, the story I really want you to tell, Ali, is it's a story I've heard you tell before. I actually love it. It's not a lot, it's not a failure on on, on your part. But it's a it's a story about oh I think how, it is about the pool. It's about the pool. Oh man, this story! Right, I apologise if anybody's eating right now. You might want to stop or pause this, or to switch off because it's you know. Or just episode. man up, a yeah. woman up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, audio viewer, listener discretion advised. So I used to work at a place that had a hydrotherapy facility attached to it. It was a specialist place for people with neurological impairments, disorders, brain injuries, learning disabilities, and what have you. Um, and I ran the hydrotherapy facility there. And <clears throat> we used to do, um, deal with a lot of people who were fed through pegs, percutaneous endoscopic gastroctomy. Sorry, is that too many syllables for this podcast? You said I wasn't allowed to say medical terms. 
pegs. No, no, no. I don't <clears> understand <throat> them at all. But so, <laughs> they were fed through tubes. So no oral dietary intake, fed through a tube in the stomach, um, direct nutrition. And um, I used to, during one hydro session, I'd finished um, a session with a particularly active young person in the pool. Um, got cerebral palsy, so I had to be hoisted in and out of the pool. And there was a hoist that took people from the pool side. It was an overhead tracking hoist. Took people from the pool side over the wall of the pool and into the pool, dropped them in. So essentially like an overhead gangtree hoist. So at the end, what happened, people come wheeled in by the side of the pool, get changed, hoisted up over the edge of the pool, and then they're above the water. You're in the water and you lower them down and bring them down. And I just finished this session and um, getting this person out of the pool. And as they were being hoisted out of the pool, I was just holding on to their hips, steadying them, stopping them from swinging around as they were going up. Um, as you do. As you do. This person then got higher, so obviously... I went from being, you know, this person was sort of semi-supine in a, in a sling from being at their feet to then being underneath them. Um, and obviously, as somebody's going up, they've been in the pool, the water starts to come down and it's, you know, it's hydro water. Um, and, and then at one point, I thought, I felt the temperature of the water change. And that caused me to stupidly look up. <clears throat> And I looked up at the same time as I was speaking to somebody who was on the pool side, and I can't remember what I was saying, but at the same point, I had my mouth open. <clears throat> I looked up to see a cascade of brown water coming down to me over my face, in my mouth, <laughs> over my shoulders. And <laughs> and this person had clearly had a bowel movement. And one of the things of being having a peg is that it's difficult to form um a, a formed stool and it tends to come out in a liquid format so this person oh combined with cool water had overflown their incontinence pad and <laughs> it cascaded down on top of me a bit like one of those rainfall showers due to the slight <laughs> holes in the slings <laughs> into my in, onto my face and into my mouth at which point oh, thankfully they've just been taken out the side of the pool and i dove under the pool under the water and about <laughs> 10, 10 meters away looking like a basking shark um and yeah that was that was probably one of one of my biggest fails that maybe maybe probably, probably partly my fault but you know just one of those things that happens in clinical practice though i've never met anybody who's happened to as well so you know yeah if, if you're out there things. hit me up <laughs> oh my lord that story just... oh oh my oh. god that, that was That's... a bad day at work that that yeah, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh my god, oh. coming coming home to tell that story, right? Just, I, how was I your day at work? I think I was single at that point, thankfully as well, because I don't think you know any any sort of person would have gone near me for <laughs> about six <laughs> months for a kiss. <laughs> Got through a lot of mouthwash that day. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh, thankfully, what? no no adverse or ill effects from it. Um, no. And um, the person thought it was quite funny as well. So you know, well, <laughs> to be honest, if if I watched that, <laughs> I would <laughs> laugh my ass off before it helping would. you. Yeah, of just, course you would. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> just just solid gold. Oh, oh dear, but but you know, I think there's been so many times. Like, so the people I work with, 
some of whom can display behavior that could be considered challenging. So they might shout, mm. hit, punch, kick. And I know a lot of physios focus on trying to get relationships in rapport right, but if you mess it up in my line of work, there's a good chance somebody, somebody, not everybody, a small proportion, but there's a chance you might get swung at. You know, and there's been a few people that have come in. Um, I found really, really small people generally. I don't know if it is with small people. Martin, you can relate. Um, oh, fuck just, just, I don't know. Not just everybody think. is a fucking giant, Ali. <laughs> Um, You're too big to your own for your own good. You know that. There was um, there was one lady who she was a lady who was um, had complex learning disabilities, um, was also blind, um, and came into the session and heard my voice and clearly wasn't in the mood for physiotherapy that day, mm. and l- lashed out with her feet and just caught me absolutely plumb. Um in in the nether region shall we call it or as a cockney rhyme slang the divina mccall's and i i folded absolutely folded um so so you know people worry about getting relationships right in msk practice with the general population but you know the, there's yeah. <laughs> there's more at stake <laughs> in my line of work yeah. if, sure if, you, if you get things wrong and and don't get me wrong there are many times that yeah. i've cocked up and got it wrong um yeah, yeah. And it's led that, to that, that's a thing I can relate to because parts of my my clinic or my responsibility is that I have a deal with county and I have to treat anything that comes in the door hmm. or outside of my door, so to speak. So I have uh, more than a couple of people that I keep mm-hmm. following up on, and and uh, I've come to the realization that it's nothing is optimal is just realistic stuff mm. and i used like six months to just be able to 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 be welcomed inside this lady's lady with ld yeah this house just to be welcome and the first couple of visits i just was outside uh, and now after a couple of years we're into that with every other week we can do something Mm-hmm. And every other week you can't, and that's okay, because that, that, I use that relationship, build that relationship very slowly. Because this is a, a, a lady with quite, uh, how do you say it without being nasty in any other way? It's quite, quite challenging. Yeah, uh, yeah, CP. Yeah, so, so is it a, a complex or a challenge? Yeah, co- yeah complex, yeah. yeah. So both cognitively and, and, and physically, of course. Mm-hmm. And everybody around me is like pushing this. She needs this. She needs this. She needs this. You have to. You have to. And I'm on the fence going, no, I ain't treating anybody while they're kicking and screaming. Yeah. Well, especially when they don't give their consent. I'll happily treat everybody and induce pain on somebody that's tricked me into giving them passive treatments, but that's <laughs> not matter. And so, so that rapport building is, is quite different. Yeah. And uh, still important though, isn't it? Certainly. Yeah. I, I think if anything, probably, probably more important because there's, there's, and there's a probably less chance to have a second bite of the cherry as well. Mm. you know from a relationship point of view you know people 
some people with learning disabilities may make their minds up about you sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just thinking about, you know, in terms of building rapport, I remember I moved into a new service once and there was an MSK lead and they were like, oh, I've got this person and, you know, how many sessions is it going to take? And I just went, I don't know. They're like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> it's like, look, I don't know if they're going to let me in the house. And they were like, what? Oh, this person exactly. with a learning disability. Like, honestly, I said it could take me three sessions for them to let me in the house. And they, they were like, they're having none of it. So I ended up doing a joint, oh. joint visit. And lo and behold, this person was like, you ain't coming in my fucking house. No. <laughs> So we had to spend a lot of, you know, a good amount of time outside. And I, I think it was, it was nice that that clinical league did come for a visit with us. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise it would just been like, this guy is the laziest physio ever. He wants yeah. to take people for assessments for like three to six sessions. He's having an absolute giraffe. Yeah. Um, I, have, I did exact same thing with a, a, a local GP and, and the, let's say here in Norway, we build a, a team around people and we make a plan of, individual plan what the fuck it's called mm. and they were quite uh angry about my progress to say the least with this woman <laughs> and i was like okay let's go and find out yeah <laughs> no yeah of course kicking and screaming and i said this is not this is not this is not good we're not respecting this person at all yeah and if you want me to forcibly, you know, move her joints around, I would probably she, I would probably break off uh, a tendon attachment before she lets me move her. So mm. just chill the yeah. fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I did quite the uh, the parents or the uh, we have a name for it. Not really call it porter and the. Uh, the um, persons around it was quite happy at once that I took my time mm. and took that care. So that's good. But okay, that's an serious conversation. I think <laughs> it's quite a, a serious uh, area to discuss. Now, it's any almost, other... it almost turned into a proper podcast, there, weren't you? Yeah, you did. Almost. Ooh. Miss advice that. and everything just by, yeah <laughs> just by an inch that's good <laughs> so just ignore everything we said the last 10 minutes and, and, yeah, and yeah. crack on but the uh, so okay maybe you'll indulge me what well, you've seen my Friday physical confessions yeah mm -hmm. what did you what hit you the most what did you recognize the most if you can't remember them you know yeah, two thousand eight hundred Twitter members. Do you do, 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 do Twitter? We've not mentioned it actually, have we? Do you do Twitter? Huh? You do huh? Twitter. <laughs> um, I think obviously being the perfect clinician, nothing resonated. But for the the value of this podcast, yeah. you know, we need, yeah. I need to give you something here. And yeah, I'm absolutely just... not scrolling through your Twitter feed right now, searching Friday for you. No, I think I think <laughs> the. the, the the honest and honesty and transparency around uncertainty, I think, was the one. Um, yeah. You know, I think one of the ones that, and I don't know if that's still your pinned one, um, that said, you know, at the end of everything, when I've done all my assessments, so I've done all my tests, and then and I've still no fucking idea what's going on. Um, I was like, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. They, 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 I can 
think of many people throughout my career for whom that's been the case. Yeah. Um, you know, you think you've you've exhausted. You, you wait. You think of that next question that you're going to ask is going to be the one that's going to guide your thinking. Mm. Um, and then you ask that next question, and then shit, that's not that. And then you're like, well, there must be another question. And then, oh no, it's not that either. So I think that I, I think the first of all, the, the the it was refreshingly honest. Um, Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> that's a, that's my, my nice thing said about you for a year. But I think that one particularly, <laughs> you know, when you've when you've done everything that you think you've exhausted your clinical repertoire, then and you still don't know what's going on, what do you do then? And I think yeah. that was like, yeah, I, I feel that too. Yeah, exactly. I feel that too. You see that how I got you to talking just about me for like four minutes there. <laughs> so <it's a> couple, <laughs> smooth. But, but my, my point with it, what uh, was trying to express when you, when you picked that, that one, that if I'm thinking and I'm having issues or questions within LD mm. visual, I think of you as the expert, the master on it. So my question will be directed at you. And I think my point here being that, you know, it's hard work and and still getting where you are. There's still questions we don't know the answer to. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's far more physiotherapists who specialize in people learn disabilities that are better than me. I've just got a big gob and I don't mind saying what, I think is right and trying with what knowledge I do have to try and educate people. So, so yeah, no, I think like you say, you know, even, even the people that you think are, you know, considered to be experts in a certain area, if I want to come to failures and crying, I'll come to see you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, oh man, I, you know I, I have to mentally I, translate everything you say, so my reaction is like two seconds later. We can just blame the internet connection. <laughs> I do speak pretty quickly as well, so I apologize. Look, I gave you something, and I had to take it away. Um, but, yeah, no, I think we all operate under an element of uncertainty, and I think exposing that yeah. was good. Just out of interest, from now, now I have got a chance, because I've never had a chance to ask you this. What yeah. what prompted you to start doing that, if nobody's asked you that question on a podcast before, because you've been on 115? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good question. One question I actually have been wanting wanting to get asked because you now I'm so I was so fed up inside about the talk of being the best possible version of yourself and doing everything you know the, the picture up on Facebook with weekend stuff and, and you know this party that party that mountain trip that skiing trip that boat trip everything you look at this case study I found out nobody ever knew what what it was and I was yeah kind of fed up with it and I was looking for for honesty because when I when I was talking with other clinicians and other other people within healthcare I was the same insecurity kept popping up and and, and being there and I was like why can't why can't we talk about it? Why can't we just Acknowledge that it's there because, because at the, and at the same time, every level of expert talking about I learned more from my failures than I did from my winnings. But and everybody was yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah, perfect. That's a perfect <laughs> quote. Oh my God, that's so wise. But not anyone put out those failures. Yeah. So it's like, so the, the thing you learn the most from are the thing we we can't hear about. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's all started with a, a, a Twitter break I had uh, because of mental health issues. And then, and then a, a, a friend of mine sent, actually sent me a, a DM asking, hey, where are you going to? Haven't heard from you in a while. And I tweeted, like, uh, I'm a physio and this is my confession. I've, I still don't have a clue of what the fuck is going on. And that pulled some traction. And then on the following Friday, I think I posted something I call the Friday Physical Confession, and that got some traction. And I was thinking, okay, let's do another one and another one. And it's kind of built up from, from there. But but it's hard getting, you know, globally recognized confessions that rings with us all. So after a year of them, I kind of gave up and, you know, did this instead. I think I think it's you you have hit the global side of things um because the insecurities I think that the fact that people relate to it so widely and you know people you know you've had thousands of likes on, on, <laughs> as I'm sure you keep telling me about oh shut up um <laughs> it's like having a little brother this um <laughs> but I think there are insecurities that are common to us all yeah. And and whether that's, you know, like Physiogram picked it up on Instagram, didn't they? And um, yeah, they did. They, they, they were sort of, and gave you a hashtag, yes, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, give me a hand, yeah. thing. Um, but that, that demonstrated that there are insecurities to us all. I think it's really oh. important that, that you know, maybe maybe it's something we need to look at is, is case studies where we failed and learned. And, and yeah. in spite of Friday Physio Confessions and, and you doing some work to try and, up, you know, improve visibility of mediocrity, as you keep call it, calling it, um, yeah. that there still aren't any cases where people went, this is what I thought, but I was wrong. This is why. And this is what I learned from it, you know, and maybe, yeah. maybe there, maybe there is a niche. Like maybe that's something you could pick up with, you know, yeah. all the times. We, although you, you sort of did that a little bit. Did you, did you do it with your um, long shoulder guy or not? The what now? The long yeah, shoulder. <laughs> yeah, the guy. The guy we talked about literally twenty minutes ago. The the um. Blood oh, blood. the shoulder guy. Yeah, yeah. How I say it. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? I was. I was like, you were giving me compliments, and oh, I was pacing out. Is, I'm yeah. thinking, this oh. is, this is, this is what <laughs> I need right now. Just keep me flowing. You know, I'm doing my exams now in my uh, master's degree and. I'm tapped out. I'm writing shit disguised <laughs> as academical academia language. It's, 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 I looked at my, my the, the exam question to, yeah, again today and and read through my paper and I was like, this is not good. This is not good. 
if, that. If, it make, if it makes you feel any better, so it just reminded me of a, of a, I've just made up a confession while we were chatting there. And oh. it's the, so I guess lecture at universities on learning disabilities because the, the market's quite good for that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Look, it's, 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 bragging it's, bugger. It's, yeah. um, it's not a buyer's market there. Um, but I still read syllabuses and and I still read learning outcomes and targets for modules and universities. And I still sometimes have no fucking idea what they're saying. <laughs> academic, yeah. la- academic language. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm supposed to be delivering this. And I'm like, well, what, 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 are they, what are they actually asking here? And actually... <laughs> And it's not just me. I don't feel so bad because yesterday yeah. a physio texted me saying um, somebody I'd helped when they were at university and that they're now a physiotherapist and they're like, oh, I'm doing some lecturing. Um, can you just help me? What are they asking for in this question? And then sent me their question as well that yeah. they're supposed to be delivering on. So I was like, oh, I feel a bit better. Not just me trying to pick apart what actually university yeah, is asked. asking for. Yeah. It's, it's strange that, uh, that academia, that, that language, it's just insane when you get their questions. It's like, the in what the fuck with the what the hell now? And when you, does the you, thing not do the thing that it shouldn't do? Yeah. When you're learning for the thing that it did, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it it's filled with double negatives and, and you know fancy words and and you first couple of days you're just trying to decipher what the hell oh, is this? I think and I'm being on, that... and I've been on the phone with my classmates and all and everyone one classmate phoned me up and was. Like, have you seen the exam? Oh, yeah. Do you understand it? I was like, maybe. But that's all right. I don't. You're you're supposed to try and analyze the questions because you're supposed to be the ones doing the learning. I'm supposed to be delivering it. I don't understand the fucking questions. (laughs) But that's the problem in itself, isn't it? Sometimes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I'm sure there are some people at the university who looked at the questions that you're going, and also when, about them (laughs) or or it could just be me it could back to my point a about being insecure about me not being competent and there might be people sitting going there's nothing wrong with it you idiot (laughs) well you are an idiot but you know that's true in your field you're quite okay i guess i just have a big mouth that's all it is that's the only difference between me and others and and that's the thing that, that probably messes people about that most of the experts we see on social media or, or get branded like experts. Mm. It's probably ones that dare to say something to, to to raise their voices. And then we Matt's also have this point that we are correlating follower numbers with competence and knowledge. Oh yeah, with expertise, yeah, completely. Yeah, and that and we let that sit down with us and, and be a goal, even it's if it's not. If it's unreasonable, and uh, it's like when you 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 played football when you were younger, or you you were a rugby man. I was I was terrible at football. I, I tried, but rugby was my sport. Well, I'm still terrible at football. I'm still, I'm still trying. <laughs> but but the, the, the point is that you've seen the best of the best of the best in your group. Yep. And you talk with them afterwards, and they went to county meeting or the land meeting or. or, or national meeting and they're meeting the best of the best of the best of the best of their group. Yeah. And you kind of, we need to recognize that there are some really genuine experts out there, but having that as a goal in itself is just ridiculous. So just yeah. put your head down and keep working. Mm. And 
shit. So, so what, what you're saying is, is what, what you're yeah. saying there is actually no. What, what I'm taking from away from this, and everybody should take away from this, is having less followers than Martin Christensen doesn't mean that Martin Christensen is a better physio than me. That's what you're saying. Well, in your case, so, it does. But oh. you know, <laughs> you got you got shat on during your. Look, <laughs> I haven't been shat on. I've been farted on. I've been hits. I've one time spitted on. But oh man, and I've been called many names. But no, shut up. My my first day as a physiotherapy student on placement was at Barnsley District General Hospital, um, and I ended up supporting a patient to do some mobility work, and then they just needed to go to the toilet, and they couldn't wipe the bum. So on my first day of clinical placement, I was there wiping somebody's bum, and I was like, "Oh, this is physio, is it? Okay, fine." <laughs> so but <it's>, but uh, <laughs> good on you for doing that. Well, yeah, I don't think I had a choice to be honest. Well, prior to that, so, so people might not know about me, is I've got a, I did a nursing diploma before physiotherapy because essentially you did. I bolstered so my, my A levels. You're a glorified nurse, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing wrong being nothing wrong being a glorified nurse. It's fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're coming for you, mate. They backfired. That backfired <laughs> immediately. That backfired. Oh yeah. Um, so so but, I, okay, so I have I a diploma had, in history. And personal training and fitness. <laughs> no, congratulations. Thank you. But my point being is that my career seems to have taken a theme and that seems to be around fecal matter because on my, I, had a, I was very lucky to get a placement on an accident emergency or the emergency oh. department or A&E um, as a nurse doing, um, and, and they very f- kindly thought it was fun to do a night shift. So yeah, we'll give the students some night shifts. Oh, um, no. Oh, yeah. 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 So weekend set of night shifts, that was interesting. But one of the things on my, my first day in A&E was I had to support a person to do a manual evacuation. Um, for a I've very, const- very constipated, that. you've done that. Well, Oh my God, I've done that. <laughs> you know, the fingers in the bum and, you know, yes. pull it, pulling yes. out the, yeah. the, uh, the and, and, and the best part of that, or, or the worst part, that I haven't decided yet, is, you know, the the lady trying to comfort me was was <laughs> I'm having the fingers yeah. upper bombing pulling out shit. She was like I had a lovely old lady and she was oh. like, Oh I'm sorry though. I'm sorry Ducky. I'm so sorry you've got to do this. And I was like, it's fine. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, I think that was the start of my my, my healthcare career and it yeah. just seems to have followed a trend of, of being shit ever since. Um yeah. you, you made a really good point earlier on about um expertise in my field and mm. and and i certainly i never try and put myself out there as an expert in this field i'm somebody who has a voice the real experts in our field are people with learned disabilities they are self-advocacy groups and there are some great groups out there of people with learned disabilities who speak absolute truth who do training on learned disabilities um that have real world lived experience and and they are the experts you know wick i'm combining what a lot of people are saying combined with physiotherapy and medical experience to pull together something that's you know slightly above mediocre but if you want true real world experience about what having a learned disability is like or how to support somebody with a learned disability ask them yeah well that's a lovely point to pull off i see we passed the 50 minute of it so but i'll do recommend everybody to go on twitter and follow alista beverly the ld physio he's quite nice yeah not too too many of you though. I need to keep my edge. 
on it. And he also have his own merchandise, very good clothing. And uh, a, I think you're a good guy, Ali. I do believe you are a good I, guy. I, I think I'm all right. I think, you know. Oh, so don't, not, don't be shy not, now. Not everyone's going to say that, but that's okay. Well, yeah, have you have you argued with any anyone now? No, not any of late. No, I mean, potentially many. So yeah. there, was a, there was a lady. Is there anybody that, that hates you? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> Do you know anybody? This, Can we name this, them? This, we'll have them on the next episode. <laughs> no, not that not that I'm aware of. But if they want to make themselves known to me, then then that's up to them. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. Well, thank you so much, Ellie, for being on the Friday Physio Confession Podcast. Yeah, I got that right now. Well done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's such not short notice. Yeah, I'm happy to be a standing boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you no, can be in no. my standing anytime. Oh, thank you, darling. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. Any parting words? Um,. No. No. Do you have any fun? I tried to get uh, a fun anatomy or physiology or physio fact as a show thing and had Matt do one on the episode one and I completely forgot to do it my turn on episode two. So, so it's your turn again then, yeah, is what you're saying? No, it's your <laughs> turn. <laughs> With seconds notice. A fun, a fun fact. Oh my! Come word. on, don't disappoint me, Ellie. Oh, Go for it. What was it? Was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember the tendon sheath that was used as a condom. Um, what was wasn't it? that goat's bladder? So there, there was a muscle that I was told in university, and it was one. Was it peroneus longus? I can't remember. And the, 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 the urban myth when i was at university was that actually that it was used as a condom the sheath of the tendon was used as a condom in so at some point in history which is probably absolute bullshit but, you know it might have been in pigs i can't remember might have been in pigs. Good, good yeah good fact good fact. there's enough bullshit for you. You, just... <laughs> you got a lot from that well <laughs> again <laughs> thanks ali for being with me cheers guys and thanks. thanks for listening Mom, my wife, and <laughs> I know. Do you have a wife? Yeah, she's wife. Yeah, yeah. She, she. I told her not to listen to this. No. Okay, not, not so thank you for our two listeners. <laughs> Mom, Marty, my wife. Love you guys, and we'll speak next Friday then. Ciao. See ya. Bye.